And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from our station. Hey, today's program is an exciting one, as we're going to be talking about His return. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And of course, the Bible teaches that before He does, there will be worldwide deception and confusion before the Lord returns. So we are Need, in great need to be prepared and to be ready. But before we continue to this program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the command to abide in you, Lord. Help us to understand what that means. How can we abide in you? What do we need to do, Lord, to grow in our relationship with you? Thank you for all that we're tuned in, Lord. We just pray you bless their lives and they learn to abide in you. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Mm, amen. Again. His return is our topic for today, or His appearing, and we hope that you can stay tuned to today's program as we have an exciting program prepared for you. Nathan Jones, it's great to have you on the program, and Nathan, what a, what an incredible topic as we're talking about abiding, standing still, right? <laughs> that is a great topic, because uh, we don't live in a society that stands still for very long too. No, I, you know, absolutely not. Everything is on the move uh, today. And I think once in a while, it is good for us to just sit and relax a little bit from our, our busy life and our busy days. And that is something that I believe the Lord wants to instill, especially in the believers. Because sometimes, Nathan, we're rushing around so much, we don't even have time to pray, read the word, fellowship. And I think it's great to just abide, right? Right, right. I love the word abide. Absolutely. And Nathan, and I love that because one of the reasons why the Lord wants us to stand still is so that we can be prepared for, for his return. And we believe the Lord is coming back very, very soon. In our last program, we talked about uh, the coming of the Lord, his, his uh, revelation, uh, if you will. And many passages to talk about how the Christian needs to be in an attitude uh, of waiting and abiding and being prepared so that when the Lord returns, that we will be actually expecting him and not be caught by surprise. Right. Well, if you uh, believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're expecting him to return. He promised. So, yeah. uh, that was one of the last things he said. Uh, you know, when he left the earth three times in Revelation 22, he said, I'm coming quickly. Sure, I'm coming back. And we know Jesus is coming back, but... If you haven't accepted Jesus as Savior, then it's going to be a big shock when he returns. Excellent point, Nathan. And that's why today we want to encourage individuals in, in, in the importance of us being prepared for his return, our lifestyle. How should a Christian uh, be living and what should they be uh, looking out for? Because the Bible also teaches that there's going to be uh, a great deception uh, in the meantime. So, Nathan, we're looking at 1 John chapter 2, beginning on verse 24. And as a reference passage, the Gospel of John chapter 15 uh, but will you be able to take us there, Nate, as we, as we walk through these verses in 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 24 and on? Okay, uh, let's uh, go ahead and pick that up then. 1 John 2, verse 24. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. 
If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you receive from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, it is not a lie, and just as has taught you, you will abide in him. Well, what a, Nathan, I love that. How many times there in those verses we find the word abide? I mean, I wasn't counting, but you sure rattled off a lot of them. Well, let's see. There's three in verse 24. Uh, let's see here. There's, uh, wow. Woo. Uh, one in 27, two. Three, yeah, man, they're all over the place. Clearly, <laughs> uh, you know, the Apostle John here wants us to abide a little longer. Now, what does he ask you to abide in? The first thing he wants us is to abide in what you heard from the beginning. Yes. And what we heard from the beginning is the testimony of Jesus Christ. In other words, the gospel, the That's message right. of salvation about Jesus Christ. We're to abide in that. And as you know, we abide in the gospel by being in the Word of God, by reading our Bibles, by praying, by going to church and Bible studies and learning about God's will for our lives through His Word, the Bible. Nathan, excellent point. And sometimes people think, well, what exactly is a bite? Is it like, do I just hang out somewhere, sit under a bench and do nothing? But <laughs> I think you made a very good point that it's abiding in the Word of God and His truth, meditating on His Word like the Bible says in the Psalms. Yeah, I, well, you know, you uh, abide with your family when you're, you're eating dinner with them or you're abiding with your, your spouse when you're on a date. You know, you, you spend time. Unfortunately, uh, people's relationship with Jesus, there's no abiding going on. They accepted Jesus as a kid, and, well, they just kind of forgot. Him. You know, they pray when they're in trouble or, or have a financial issue, but maybe a little before dinner. They haven't read their Bible as far back as they can remember. They only go to church twice a year. That's not abiding. No. You spend that much time in your marriage as, <laughs> as you do with the Lord, or you'd be divorced. So it's very important that we spend time with the Lord. It's important. It's what He wants. He, he yeah. wants that relationship to grow. And that, that should be very flattering when you think that that's the God of the universe who wants to spend time with our Creator, our Heavenly Father, the divine entity who created the universe, created us to fellowship with Him. He wants us yeah. to abide with Him. And Nathan, that is a, that's a wonderful way that you just put it because you get to know someone when you spend time with them, when you abide, you get to know what they're like, you get to know what they like, you, know, you get to know what they don't like. And there's so much that you can learn uh, from one another uh, in a relationship. And also not only that, but when you abide and you get to know the truth, it also protects you against deception. You read verse 26 for us, Nathan, and I thought that was a fantastic point. Can you reread for us verse 26 there in First uh, John chapter 2, just in case someone out there doesn't have uh, a Bible to follow along with us? Sure. Verse 26 reads, These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Mm. And you know, Nathan, I picked up, it says, those who try uh, to deceive you. When you're walking in the truth, when you have the word of God, when deception comes, you will be able to sniff it out very quickly if you are abiding in Christ. But if not, deception will creep in. I love how you say that. Sniffing, it's true. There's, 
It's like our senses are overwhelmed by so many senses, so many teachings out there. I, yeah. I write it today to the ministry here at Land and Lion Ministries, and he said, well, I've been studying all these different religions, and they all have little bits of truth here and there. Right. And, you know, he, there's, it's like it's raining all these different factoids to him, and he can't see which one is the true rain and which one is not. He, he can't pick up on the right sense because there's too many scents out there that are distracting and confusing. But when we follow what John says here, when we go into the Bible, when we read the Bible, when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal God's Word to us, yeah. we will be able to detect truth from deception. And when we get deception taught upon us, then we can discern from it from the truth and follow the right path. Absolutely. And, and Nathan, the Bible talked about that, that in the last days, especially, there was going to be many false prophets, much deception. And I mean, we are seeing a lot of that right now as we speak. We are. Oh my goodness, if you go to Watch.org, which is Watchman Fellowship, James Walker, who's a former Mormon, got saved. Okay. And now his ministry is devoted to revealing the teachings of the cults. Mm. And there are... 500 cults in the United States, wow. 1,200 religions around the world. Amazing. All these different messages drowning out the truth that is the Word of God. Nathan, 500. I mean, that is just incredible. People probably don't understand how much deception really is out there. Well, I mean, you see the big cults like the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. they go in the millions, and they're That's obviously it. the biggest ones. But man, there are lots of little cults out there, lots of false teaching, lots of people who take yeah. one verse and build a whole theology around it, and they don't take the full word of God. And why? Because they're not abiding in the word. They're not letting the Bible speak for itself. They're not turning to the Holy Spirit for clarification. Yeah. And it's like a car that's driving off the road. Theologically, they're, they're running off the road and crashing. They're mm -hmm. missing. They're not abiding in the Word of God. You know, Nathan, and, and as you talk about that, there's this wonderful passage, of course, in the Gospel of John. And of course, Nathan, you and I know that uh, the Apostle John didn't just write uh, 1 John, but he's also responsible for writing uh, the other books, and also epistles, and the book of Revelation on John, right? He did. He, did. he wrote uh, John, he wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and he wrote Revelation. Or you could say he wrote the he transcribed, he transcribed. <laughs> really was the, the, the Father through Christ and his angels explaining what the future would be, and John recorded it along with his own experiences. So, yes. again, like all the uh, 43 or so writers of the Bible, it's not just, it's one of God, but through the Holy Spirit, the writers wrote and recorded what God wanted them to record, and that's what we get, we get the Bible. Yeah. And you know, Nathan, here we're talking about abiding, but in John chapter 15, as a matter of fact, we have this wonderful portion of scripture that actually opens up uh, the subject matter. And again, for maybe for those of you that are not too familiar, we're going to take you there as we look at John chapter 15. Now, we talked about the importance of abiding and why we need to abide in Christ, especially with so much deception that we're seeing worldwide. So, Nathan, if you can take us there to the Gospel of John chapter 15, and we'll tackle those verses there, verses 1 through 9, just in case someone is not familiar with this passage, and, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Sure. Well, this is uh, Jesus talking here. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Mm. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, 
Neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus then says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out of the branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But this, my Father, is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Amen. Nathan, what a beautiful passage. And I mean, there's a lot of truth that we find here. I mean, the reality is we can do nothing, no discernment. We can't really understand things apart from the Holy Spirit, the anointing, and the abiding in Christ. That's very true. And it's interesting that in the last passage we read, we were told to abide in God's Word. Well, here in verse 9 in John 15, we're told to abide in God's love. Yes. So how would you say, uh, Nick, do, how do we abide in God's love? Well, Nathan, I mean, I think it's clear because there's a lot of people that they wear the title Christian, but oftentimes you look at their lives and something seems to be missing. And I believe that component that is oftentimes missing is true love for your neighbor, uh, for the things of the Lord. And one of the ways that we can abide there is like the Bible says, loving our brethren, our brothers and sisters, loving the things that are of God and shunning away from the things uh, that are evil. And also like the Bible says here clearly, uh, Jesus talks about true friends and it's those that display uh, his love. I also find Nathan, uh, I want to say maybe church attendance, fellowship, the things that make the church uh, what it is. Excellent. That's a good point. As you were talking, I was thinking of some of the people I've known who have said they've been a Christian through their lives, but their lives lack any kind of love whatsoever. They they seem to just be dwelled on themselves and have no relationship with God. They're we're called cultural Christians, people who are Christian in name, but how can you tell whether someone is truly a Christian or not? I think of the old... uh, a camp song, we will know they are Christians by their, their love. love. Yes. Brothers, you got it absolutely right. If, if we love God and love others, which is the two great commands in the Bible, then yeah, we are abiding in Christ's love. I you love yeah, and it, that's why, uh, again, in verse 9, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Uh, abide in my love. And, and you know, today, uh, maybe some people are thinking it's not manly to talk about love. There's two guys there talking about <laughs> love. But actually, Jesus spoke more about love than anyone else, right? He did, didn't he? I mean, after all, God is love. Not, you know, love is a, a non-entity, a personification. Yeah. When it means is that God is the true definition of what love should be. He, he expresses it. He portrays it. He acts upon it. We know what love is because of Christ. It's not some symbol that God is a symbol. No, God is a real entity. But he shows love, and therefore we know what true love is. Mm. And Nathan, another thing that I notice is that it's also, this also describes true believers because he's talking about here bearing fruit. Uh, in First John chapter 2, you refer us, it talked about eternal life. And here in verse 6, we also can capture uh, uh, the, the judgment that is coming. Uh, because you refer us there in John chapter 15, verse 6. If anyone uh, does not abide, he is cast out as a branch and wither. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. And of course, we know um, uh, believers in Christ Jesus are not going to experience any type of judgment like that. So I, I also notice here the importance of, of true Christians uh, to continue to abide in the truth. 
excellent point because if we don't abide in the Lord, and this, this point should actually terrify people, is that if they do not abide in the Lord, then they will be cast out. They will be yeah. destroyed. And what we're just talking about here is, is hell. In other words, uh, God created us to dwell with Him forever, but to be in front of the Holy Spirit yes. and the Father, we need to be pure. And that means we need to take and believe in Jesus Christ our Savior. We need our sins forgiven. Without that, we are cut off from the vine. We are cut, we are branches withered. Yeah. Man, I don't know about you, but if you keep a garden there in Miami, but yeah. I try to keep a little garden here in Texas, <laughs> and I know like my little uh, uh, tomato vines, if I cut off a branch and I lay it aside, it doesn't just keep growing tomatoes, it, it dies. It turns brown, it withers, and it dies. And that's what happens here. So yeah. we, as human beings, all of us, all of us, face the, the future, whether we are abiding in the branch or we're, or we're cut off and we're burned and destroyed. And that's the inevitable destination of every person on the planet. Yeah. And, and Nathan, this is why this message, again, when we tie the Gospel of John uh, to First uh, John chapter 2, and it's talking about abiding, uh, bearing fruit, I mean, that is the life of a true Christian. And we know that when the Lord returns, the rapture of the church, he's going to take up those true believers that have placed their trust in him. Right, Nathan? Absolutely. The, the rapture of the church is the first uh, harvest, so to speak. Jesus being the first fruits when he was uh, taken up to heaven. He survived death and taken up to heaven. Yeah. We are the harvest the 2,000 years of church history. Yes. Those who have accepted the Savior will be raptured up to heaven. And then in the end, through the tribulation, the seven-year judgment God will follow the rapture with, that there will be a final, called the gleanings, uh, whatever's left, the Lord's going to collect and gather, and that will be the third harvest. So we're, we're looking at these great harvests through history that are coming upon the world, and they will come. Mm-hmm. I think we get complacent when it seems like it's been forever since the Lord came, but he will come with it. Excellent point. And that's why we want to encourage those of you that are part of this program right now. Uh, again, it's not just a Christian by name, but there needs to be fruits uh, from our lifestyles. From There needs to be love. And uh, we, we know so many individuals that carry the name Christians. But let me tell you, there there's very little love. Uh, in their hearts towards the things of the Lord. There's a coldness there. There's an apathy. Uh, there's just religiosity uh, apart from a relationship. And here, the Lord is calling us back for a true relationship with Him. And that's what we find in, in, even in the church of Ephesus, right, Nathan? That they had, they were walking away uh, from their true love, from uh, what they were once on fire for, and now it was growing cold. Yeah, the Church of Ephesus is a great example. They were the first church. They were the ones that got the gospel first. They walked with Jesus. They had the apostles teaching them. But look what happened in the end. Over the years, they started trading the love of Christ for legalism. They traded rules and regulations yes. for righteousness. And we can get that way. You know, we look at that. We just looked at what happens when you're not saved. Well, look happens when you're saved, but over time, your relationship with the Lord grows cold. cold. Yeah. It grows boring and stale, and eventually you do start turning the rules and regulations instead of turning the Lord's love. Mm. And Nathan, again, what an excellent point. And this, this shows the importance of abiding. We see a church that at one time was on fire for God, Ephesus, right? And then slowly the relationship begins to change. People no longer feel that they need to abide like they used to, do the same works that they used to. And then we kind of like sit back and relax. Well, I got this now. I'm saved. I'm good. 
I don't need to live it out. I don't need to produce any fruit. And, and we need to be careful because real Christians that love Jesus, they know that the priorities. Our lives are a reflection of Him. It needs to bring forth fruit, not just in the beginning of our relationship with the Lord, but in our whole walk with the Lord. You, you know, Nathan, as, as we go back to, uh, again, First uh, John chapter 2, uh, the importance of this is that hopefully people maybe haven't taken the time to read through these small uh, epistles, if you will, but they're filled with incredible truths. And not only that, but the reason why individuals are abiding in a relationship with Christ is because he, he is coming soon. Uh, so, Nate, as you take us back to First John chapter 2, yeah, if you can take us to those ending verses there, that would be fantastic. So our, our viewers and our listeners can see how all this ties into the, the coming of the Lord. Well, that's verse 28 and 29, which read, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him and his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. Mm. You know, Nathan, and of course, that's our, our key passage there. That's what brought out the attention. And, and he talks to them. He, he addresses them as, as little children. Abide in him, right? It's almost like we're going back to the, uh, to, to the, the, the beginning of our relationship. It is true. Uh, isn't it funny? Now, bear in mind when John was writing these, he was likely yeah. pretty old. You know, we're talking about Very. 60s, 70s or so. So, yeah. Because it says there, you know, the, it, our relationship is uh, we are earning rewards by everything that we do. And those rewards mean something. We will have crowns to lay at the Lord's feet. And I notice here it says, and when he appears, not if, right, Nathan, but when. <laughs> Excellent point. When Jesus makes a promise, you can be 100% sure it's going to happen. So it's not if he appears, it's when he appears, he will reappear. And, and Nathan, I love that because we will not be ashamed. And we, we of course, the, the, for the believers, we know there's going to be rewards. But there's also going to be those that, man, maybe they, they didn't understand this relationship. And finally, when we're before the Lord, they're going to wish that maybe they lived their Christian life out differently. Well, yeah. I mean, especially when it comes time for this harvest that the Lord's talking about. You know, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're... You're facing hell. You're, you're the, the withered vine that's broken off. There's nothing left to save. And so, yeah, judgment is coming to us all. It just depends. Are you covered by Christ's blood? Or are you a withered vine facing extermination? That's, that's the biggest decision you can make in your entire life. Yeah. And you know, Nathan, I'm not, I don't understand why people are not excited about the coming of the Lord. Because here it talks about when he appears uh, for before him, at his coming, the Lord uh, is coming. In our last program, you and I talked about, again, his revelation. And now, more than ever, we see that the Lord's coming is, is right at the door. Oh, absolutely. The sign of the end times certainly point to the soon return of Jesus Christ. And the point is that to scare everybody into salvation. The Lord doesn't want you to come to him 
just to, to get protection from ter- being terrified or living in the tribulation. Certainly, he offers that. Absolutely. He wants people who truly want to yes. in eternity with him. You know, you don't want to fill up heaven with people who, who don't want to be with you. No, the Lord wants to fill heaven with people who truly yeah. want to be with him. And uh, he died to make that possible. Absolutely. And I love that. And maybe you're tuned into this program and you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Hey, we want to give you that opportunity to abide in Christ. That if the Lord were to return today, you would know without a shadow of a doubt that you would be in heaven with him. And I know we only have a few minutes left to our program, but we do want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ, to have that peace, to know that whatever happened, you're going to be right with him. And we want to give you an opportunity wherever you are right now uh, to receive the Lord. And Nathan, we, we pause every week to do this. And I definitely would appreciate if you would just maybe speak to that person on the other side that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start their relationship even even right now. Well, it's time to abide with the branch. Uh, Nick, why don't you explain that to us this week? That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and of course, we oftentimes give you uh, give out an invitation for those of you that are out there. Maybe you haven't started a relationship with Christ, but the Bible says that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one perfect out there. And once we recognize and we admit that we are sinners, that we're broken God's commandments, and we're willing to repent and turn from our sins and turn to Christ, the Bible says that the Lord forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness, present, past, and future. And it all begins by us opening our heart and inviting Jesus to come in. And it could be done with a very simple prayer that you can repeat after me, a very simple prayer right now from wherever you are. And just call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. And Lord, right now, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. And I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, and to be my savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. I, I want to abide with you, Jesus. And I pray in your name, in, in Jesus' name. And Nathan, you and I agree, right? Whoever prays that simple prayer, God grants them eternal life. You are now part of the branch. You have the life-giving fluid to the speak of Jesus Christ. You are now abiding in him. Yeah, and you know, Nathan, verse 29, uh, I love the way that you close us with that verse. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. And again, now that you're born again, our lifestyle are to practice, uh, in a sense, what we preach, to practice righteousness. And that means a holy living, right, Nate? That's right. We're called to live a holy life, become more Christ-like in our process of what's called sanctification. In other words, we become... More like Jesus Christ, we, we, uh, the sin in our lives goes away, we focus on yes. the Lord, and to evangelize, to share that same life-giving message that you received. And Nathan, that's a very good point because we're not just to sit on this incredible blessing that we have, like we mentioned earlier. We're not just to sit on our couch and abide, if you will. But uh, while we're learning about the Lord, let's go out there and tell others because the Lord is coming back very, very soon. And we want as many people uh, to go to heaven uh, as possible. So Nathan, an amazing passage, a little bit different than what you and I normally tackle. But I just thought this was a, a beautiful passage. It's a very rich passage, and it's very vital. So I think it's an excellent choice. Good job. Yeah, and of course, we want to encourage those of you that are part of this program. Hey, continue to read uh, through First John, because we're going to also uncover some other amazing passages that tie into 
end times talk about the things that are coming. It talks about the, the lawless one, the, the antichrist, the spirit of deception of the last days, and all that can be found in this little tiny book here uh, in 1 John. So we want to encourage you to read through it and uh, familiarize yourself with these incredible prophecies uh, that are here. So Nathan Jones, again, what an incredible passage. I want to thank you so much as my co-host for being part of this program and opening up these wonderful scriptures so that individuals will know the importance of abiding in Christ. Thank you, brother. Great to be on. Appreciate the topic. It's a good reminder to us all. Amen, and thank you for being part of the program. And of course, our, our time has run out for this segment of our program, and we want to thank you all for being part of the program. But of course, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, hey, we say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and continue to abide in Christ. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Keep looking up. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. Have a great day.